What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, especially if you're doing it over at cnjradio.com. But if you're not on the website and you happen to be checking this out, like on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or any other podcast provider out there, or just tell, sharing the link to this on your social media, man, I would greatly appreciate it and I would consider you to be a friend of mine. All right. We are into part four of the top 100 albums of the last decade. It's albums that came out between the years 2010 and 2019. That's a big to-do, but I am willing to do it, you know, for the sake of rock and roll. And uh, maybe help somebody out if you're not following new music out there. And, you know, yeah, of course, there's some heritage artists in here as well. But it's a nice mix of brand new talent, veterans, whatnot. It's just... uh, I really dig the variety on here, even though I have some repeat artists, so uh, come along with me. Let me know what you think. Getting down to business here, coming in at number 70, I was very fortunate, lucky, and honored enough to go on one of my first favorite podcasts ever, Talking Metal, with the great Mark Striegel. We do Talking Rock together on cnjradio.com, but Mark's a friend and great podcaster, still the best in this field, number one. And, uh, you know, I got to go on the show about a month and a half ago and talk about, you know, some of the albums that I was going to spin here on the Top 100 Albums list. I didn't even have the list done when I did that episode, but this was one of the albums I singled out, almost strictly based on that I went on record saying this might be my favorite song of the entire decade. No bullshit. This song just, it's catchy as hell. I love it. Every time it comes on, I turn it up as loud as I can, and you should do the same here. And I'll give you some album details after the track here, because you're definitely going to want to buy it after this, but let's just get to the song. I'm excited to hear it already. So here you go. This is Hardcore Superstar with Above the Law. Can't break the law 
I tell you what, if I was in charge of just radio in general, I'm talking about terrestrial radio, and there weren't any corporate limitations on a format, that would be one of the biggest rock songs of the entire decade. It deserves to be. It's that damn good. I can't tell you the last time I've been so anxious just to hit play on the first song of an episode, but there you go. Coming in at number 70, the top 100 albums of the decade. That was Hardcore Superstar from the album Come On, Take On Me, which came out February 27th of 2013. Once again, that song was called Above the Law. Uh, Fun fact, that album was produced by a guy named Randy Staub, who's a Canadian engineer, and this guy has engineered some hits, let me tell you. And obviously, you can tell by the year that he has right there. Yeah, he didn't write the song, but it's that extra special something that a producer and engineer can give a song. I guarantee he was a part of this. Uh, He engineered the Black Album. He was was definitely, obviously, a Bob Rock guy, because I see his credits here, and they're all Bob Rock-produced albums, especially in the 90s. So, yeah, he did the Black Album. He did Bon Jovi's Keep the Faith. Uh, He did a killer-sounding album, Veruca Salt's Eight Arms to Hold, you and you know not a fan but he engineered most of those early Nickelback albums too and they're huge now of course so not a fan but like I said you can't not hear those songs and not think that that's not a big rock sound so whenever that guy puts his hands on a set of knobs woohoo yeah there you go you're gonna get some epic rock sound right there but there you go once again above the law by hardcore superstar great European band should be huge over here They've got a terrible generic early 2000s sounding name, uh, but I gotta give them a pass. Just, you know, I mean, you can't judge a band based on its uh, name. Because if that was the case, I would not be into the Smashing Pumpkins at all. All right. (laughs) Yeah, check out all of Hardcore Superstar stuff. You might hear from them later on on the countdown as well. They may just be repeating at some point here. Moving on here, a band that is fronted by uh, this gentleman's only appearance in the top 100, which kind of hurts me to say because I've been a fan of this guy through most of his career. And it seems like lately, you know, you do something like this where you go off to the side of your day job, you put out something different, just slightly different even. It really rejuvenates uh, maybe some creative juices, and it definitely rejuvenated my ears. And, you know, I can just say, hey, check out this band, and I won't even say who it is and you might be more likely to get some extra ears on it because uh, you know the band that this guy comes from holds a certain expectation that you might have in your brain and i totally get that bands are like that some bands are so huge they're polarizing uh but this band here the long shot which is uh it's it's basically just a massive green day side band because it does have billy joe armstrong on guitar and lead vocals and the rest of the band is pretty much rounded out by all of their touring members <laughs> of green day so that's kind of interesting because Trey and Mike aren't on this, but some of the people that have, you know, shared the stage with them over the last uh, decade or so are in this band. So, uh, you know, Billy Joe went aside and did this album, and I really dig it. It's definitely got a great kind of dirtier old school vibe to it. You can't help not sounding like Green Day a little bit just because of the vocals. It's like Getty Lee's solo album. It's going to sound a little bit like Rush. But in the same sense of that Getty Lee album, it's not as rush as you might think, and this isn't as Green Day as you might think. It's just, like I said, a nice throwback, and it was a nice surprise. It came out just a couple of years ago on uh, April 20th, which is a special date for some of you people. April 20th, 2018, and uh, self-produced album, and I really dig it. I played, actually, they do a really cool cover at the end of the album. They do a cover of Ozzy Osbourne's Goodbye to Romance. Played that on the show before, but I'm going to play an original to help represent the album as well, and go get this. It's great. Uh, Like I will say on every album on this Top 100, because they're all great albums on this list. All that being said, this is The Long Shot with Chasing a Ghost. (laughs) Yeah. 
shot of course that's billy joe armstrong on lead vocals and guitar right there and once again the album is called love is for losers i don't think i actually said that before i played it but yeah the long shot the album is love is for losers that song was called chasing a ghost really dig that whole album i think that was at least a 90 pointer or something like that uh so not only one of my favorite albums of the whole decade but billy joe is definitely responsible for one of my favorite uh, youtube moments of the entire decade and he may not be proud of this now in retrospect but i still love it you find that youtube of him having a meltdown on stage at the iheart radio festival which first of all fuck iheart radio unless they give me free tickets to shows uh but second of all yeah i guess he's getting waved off the stage or they gave him like a five minute kind of thing and he went nuts it was great man i loved it and that's exactly you know the roots of green day you know they were a punk rock band they were not the establishment they were not mainstream And so this little demon under his heart came out during that show in front of a bunch of industry douchebags, and I thought it was phenomenal. I've always known Billy to be a drinker. Uh, When I saw Green Day at Deep Ellum Live uh, back in the midnight, the last time they played clubs, uh, at the beginning of the Nimrod tour, I saw him with Chris, and he was drunk off of his ass, but man, that guy's a professional drunk. (laughs) And I'm usually not down with that. But killer show, and I dig the guy. I'm always rooting for him. You know, uh, I wanted to love the trilogy of albums that Green Day put out, the Uno, Dos, and Trey records, and there's some good material on there, but I think it definitely could have stood to at least been a double album. Uh, not so much a three-album thing, but, you know, I, I dig the idea, kind of doing the, the Kiss thing, even though they didn't put them out the same day, which would have been cooler, actually. Uh, and Revolution Radio is just okay. You know, like I said, you can cherry-pick off those albums and find some really cool rock songs. So that's all I got to say for the rest of this countdown about Green Day. Just wanted to throw that out there in case you're wondering, hey, there's no Green Day albums on here. Maybe you said that, maybe you didn't, I don't know. Uh, Someone who's definitely not going to be a stranger to this list at all uh, is Mr. Danko Jones. And, of course, big fan of Danko. He is one of us. He loves rock and roll. He's even a podcaster. And he makes albums that I want to hear, very much for the most part. Uh, not too many weak albums at all in this catalog. He just goes for it. And I, I always try to sell people on Danko. And the best I can come up with is like, you know, it's it's hard. Like, it's people say ACDC, and he definitely has the ACDC attitude. So I guess it's that. It's the attitude of ACDC, but like with if like Henry Rollins fronted them. It's at least that kind of an approach, even if it doesn't sound exactly like those two things. The attitude and approach is there, once again. So yeah. Danko, at the very beginning of the decade, on May 11th of 2010, put out the album Below the Belt, and it's, you know, just a really fun, kick-ass rock and roll album. One of the best album covers of the decade, too, by the way, because it's that thing, it's uh, perception is reality. Danko sitting there, looking like a high-rent crime lord or pimp or something like that, sitting in a wicker chair, and there's, like, this scantily clad woman, like, you know, at his helm on the side of the arm there. Pretty great. That's pretty rock and roll right there. So, yeah, and the other thing, it's got to be said, uh, go look up the trilogy of videos that he did for the Below the Belt album, because 
it's star-studded or at least cult star-studded and i really enjoy watching those i'll dial in every now and then just watch the trilogy all the way through there's even like a version that he filmed with the dialogue and no music i mean they really spent a few bucks on this thing so go check it out I think this one is part three of the trilogy when you're doing the videos, but it's my favorite of those three songs, and I was kind of trying to pick between those three songs, so gonna go with this. So here you go, give it up for Danko Jones. This is I Think Bad Thoughts. I'll admit it, I've done a few things that I shouldn't be proud of. I got no remorse, no regrets, never happy endings on this dark set.
Now, throughout the history of rock and roll, it's always been a thing to reference the Cadillac as the car of choice. And that's kind of become a lost art form. You never hear that anymore, except on Denko Jones albums. So there you go. And it's such a shitty dude lyric, screw your girl in the back of my Cadillac, but I, I still love it. You know, you, you gotta love that. All right. So this guy right here, I've had like a hot and cold relationship with the albums and stuff that he's been a part of, but I gotta say, I really enjoy this next album. You know, I I've, I said for the last few years, uh, you Springsteen guys, like you like older guys, or if you're just not old or you're old at heart and you like that kind of approach, that Americana approach, then you gotta check out the record Stay Gold by Butch Walker. Uh, Butch is an interesting guy because he, he's got that pop metal past. You know, he was in South Gang and then uh, slightly a more alternative band marvelous three so like mild success and then he winds up becoming a song doctor and, and producer and stuff like that and he did very well with that and i don't think he ever really stopped putting his own music out from what i can tell but he's definitely shifted his style quite a bit but you know what i like the fact that he takes the pop sensibility that he obviously has and put it in with a more realistic you know straight american approach and Stay Gold is kind of the culmination of those two things coming together. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little obvious here. You know, maybe if you have, like, the Sirius XM and you listen to Underground Garage, this is an obvious song. But I'm sure there's many people out there listening right now that have never heard this song. And so I'm going to go with it. I think it's the best representation for the album. I think it's just a well-written song, and it, and it always sticks in my head. So here you go. The title track from the album, Stay Gold. This is Butch Walker. <laughs>
Stay Gold from Stay Gold by Butch Walker. That was Butch's eighth album uh, using the name Butch Walker and not some other band name. That album came out on August 26th of 2016. I've been really bad with my notes, so I'm going to dial back a little bit here. If you're keeping score, Blow the Belt was Denko Jones' fifth studio album, and Come On, Take On Me was Hardcore Superstar's ninth studio album. Yeah, I'm still not used to working with notes. I try to stay away from them normally when I do these shows, but I'm just trying to make a good list show, you know, in case anybody gives a shit, you know. So I'm a little frazzled here doing this one because uh, my cat won't shut up. I love my cat to death, but she uh, she's very mouthy and she's deaf. And, you know, I guess if I'm not around, she just starts crying and it's heartbreaking. But I, I want to do this show. I love doing the show. Okay, let's move on. Coming in. At number 66, let, let me finish this show so I can go uh, pay attention to my cat. Uh, a band that, I believe they're from Sweden, I say that a lot, I believe they're from Sweden. No, I, I think they are actually, but a uh, brand new band on the scene from the last decade uh, with a really, really weird name. It's based on an old joke. Uh, they're called Death by Ungabunga. And, you know, I, I heard them on and off, basically like on Underground Garage for like the last, you know, few years or so. And every time they play their stuff, it's like, oh, who's that? You know, it became one of those who's that bands. And a lot of you have those bands out there. So finally decided to dig into this band. I've heard all their records now. And uh, much like any, you know, good classic rock band, like it takes them a few records to get going. But they finally found their sweet spot, in my opinion. And it came around their fourth full length. And this album definitely has the distinction now only being their fourth studio album and the one that kind of sent them on their way as far as like okay you found your sound but it also holds the distinction of being the worst album title in this entire top 100 albums countdown of the decade so the album is called pineapple pizza yeah i know but man it is a good rock album and i'm gonna play you a song that will probably convince you that it is so here you go this death by ungabunga with the song young girls
right, there you go. Death by Ungabunga with Young Girls from the horribly titled album Pineapple Pizza. Boy, won't that uh, divide your fan base right there. But anyway, yeah, go check them out. I, I think they're worth your time. You might hear from them possibly one more time coming up uh, here on the top 100 albums of the decade on Rock Strikes 10. I think this will be a good time to stop down a little bit, do a halftime show, because apparently I love the sound of my voice. No, I just want to recommend some really good quality albums that unfortunately did not make the cut here on the top 100 albums. Like I said, this is a really great list of a lot of great high quality albums. And a lot of these albums, maybe they're like more, not so much 90 pointers, but 80 pointers, at least three quarters good. So I'll say go check these albums out. Uh, Motorhead's Aftershock did not make the top 100, but as Motorhead albums go, you know what you're going to get. Total enjoyable listen. I back it for sure. Airborne came back a lot stronger on their third album, Black Dog Barking, after, I think, their second album. I still can't remember what it's called. I just did not enjoy that album. But their third album, Black Dog Barking, definitely worth checking out. You heard them earlier in the top 100 with their album, Breaking Out of Hell. And Black Dog Barking is pretty damn good, too. One that I didn't put on here, part of the Wild Hearts Family Tree, this album is so out there, completely original, but I just didn't know how to rank it, so I left it off the show. And this is kind of one of the reasons why I'm doing this halftime show, talking about other albums. But uh, Ginger started this project called Mutation, and it's kind of a conglomerate of people from different like death metal bands and art rock bands, and including Marky Lewis from The Fall. I know he was on there. They've put out like two or three albums. And basically just look up the band Mutation if you're curious. It... I think people used to call this math rock or something, but it sounds like a cut and paste job of like, you know, eight different songs in one song when you play it. It's super crazy, super out there, but it's definitely original, very alternative. Check it out, Mutation. <laughs> Let's just say that their first full length got a domestic release on Ipecac Records. That should tell you all you need to know if you're a big music nerd. I played some Bowling for Soup earlier on uh, one of these episodes, and their album Lunch Drunk Love is really good as well. Got some quality jams on there. Go check that out. Speaking of Ibacac Records, Tomahawk's Odd Fellows, a little comeback album for Tomahawk. Glad to see them making a record here and there. Uh, that one I really did enjoy, but it just didn't make the cut. Imperial State Electric, we heard from them earlier. We might hear from them again soon. Uh, their album, Reptile Brain Music, also super enjoyable in that line of great quality rock and roll. Uh, two really excellent albums that I had a hard time cutting off of the top 100. These really hurt right here. And uh, yeah, Voivod's Target Earth, man. If you're into metal, man, and uh, you like a slightly proggy, uh, time signatures and everything like that and the fact that they lost uh, Piggy one of their you know of course super important members in the band and now that he's gone and they, they got a replacement for him uh, they, they were replaced by a guy who was like a big fan and definitely wanted to do everything on their justice I think he did uh, I really took notice of this album and I think it's really cool it's definitely one of the better metal albums of the last 10 years so check out Target Earth by Voivod and another one I really love and I saw the show and I loved it and this is a really cool record and I, I still am trying to figure out why I cut it off the top 100 uh, but The Way Life Goes by Tom Kiefer that thing is probably one of the true gems of the decade that people hopefully are still discovering. But yeah, Way Life Goes by Tom Kiefer. I liked it better than the second album. The second album's pretty good, but this one's definitely better. 
Uh, Rob Zombie. I think Rob Zombie still puts out quality records. Uh, none of them made the top 100, but all of his albums are definitely three quarters good. And just, there's sometimes I'm just in the mood to hear Rob Zombie. In 2014, he had an album out called like a re- Venomous Rat Regenerator, something like that. But you, you know what I'm talking about if you know him. That's a fun record. I love the song. It's like Gang Gang Do Laga Raga or something like that. It's it's pretty great. It's a genius written song it's almost like rob zombie making fun of himself but it's great uh queens of the stone age like clockwork their better album of the two that they put out this decade if you're gonna get one of the queens of the stone age albums from this decade get like clockwork for sure see we got a cameo by elton john on there how random is that uh charles bradley's victim of love which should be in the top 100 but at least i have him in the top 100 with a different album that was the first one i heard by him and i still love that record i'm always gonna have a soft spot for that record it's point wise it didn't quite make it, it just a little over 80 percent i could go on but you know what i'm gonna do a little bit something different uh, two of my biggest disappointments of the decade uh, happened in this year in 2013 i think i actually did say 2014 but we're doing 2013 right now uh, so anyway, that being said, the, probably my two biggest disappointments of the whole decade were by acts that I just love. And it's like the last album by both of these artists, as far as I can tell. And it's one of those things like, God, I wanted to love these things on the front end, and they just did really next to nothing for me. Black Sabbath 13, uh, just really disappointed. I'm not even going to tell you what I scored it. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's I think the first two songs are pretty good, and everything else just, I was just bored by this album. And uh, I, I gave it a lot of chances, and I just could not get into it. In the same way, I feel like I'm a bad fan when it comes to David Bowie this decade. The two albums he put out, Next Day and Black Star, but especially Black Star, I get what they are, and it's really deep when you read about it and everything, but I just did not like that album at all. And, yeah, I'm probably one of those guys, I need him to rock a little bit more. It's definitely, like, artsy stuff. It's very artsy-fartsy, but, uh, you know, it's it's. I can't say that it isn't honest. It's definitely the album he wanted to put out right before he left uh, us here on Earth because uh, he knew he was going to die, and he called his own shot, and that's what he chose to say at the end of it all. Gotta respect him for that, but I just can't with that album. I just can't. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, Oh yeah, and uh, one more piece of positivity, <laughs> getting back into the positivity, Dragon put out a really fun solo album in 2013, it's just called Dragon, let's go check it out, Dragon's a member of the next band we're going to play that did make the top 100, and uh, I kind of want to share this entry with their latest two albums, The Backyard Babies, 4x4 is a really good record, uh, but I kind of did the thing where I'd, I, I chose one of them, so I'm going to go with this one, Golden Sliver, everybody says Silver, it's Sliver. That's what it says on the cover, and uh, it's. I think they did that to fuck with people, you know, to like, if you say gold and you see Esver, you know, like you see that afterwards, you're going to say silver, but it's sliver. All right, there you go. Uh, but that being said, and I don't talk about this enough on the show. This is kind of more something that should be talked about, like on the I Am Vinyl podcast on cnjradio.com with Pete LaRussa. And uh, I hear uh, Loose Cannon from Cobras and Fire talk about this kind of stuff as well. And it's definitely appreciated. These kind of things definitely should not go unnoticed. But, uh, yeah, just like you buy records and I'm telling you, like with the vinyl resurgence and everything, there's definitely obviously labels that are taking advantage of it. First of all, they're charging too much. That's just absolutely a truth they're charging too much and i know they talk about the costs and everything but still 
here's the other thing. They bullshitted us for decades about the CDs. CDs cost like, you know, 50 cents or less to like press in mass quantity. And they were charging, what, 500% higher over that? And you can't tell me that they're just barely breaking even putting out records for $30 a piece. Stupid. I bought the latest Backyard Babies album, Golden Sliver, and it was like 15 bucks with around that tax and shipping, maybe 16 bucks. Got really nice mastered vinyl album, a physical CD inside of it. So guess what? If you're not going to uh, put a download code in your album, which you should all be doing, you can at least put the physical CD in there. That's nice. I like that. And uh, the CD actually had bonus acoustic tracks on there from different albums in this album. And the packaging is excellent. The vinyl was colored. Everything about the packaging and what they put into it was top order. And they charge half of what the big boys are charging. So what are we pretending to not know here? There you go. So that being said, it's still a great album on that principle and just with the music. Backyard Babies, great rock and roll band from Europe. They've been around for probably just a little under 30 years, but they still sound very youthful and very fun and cool. So go get Golden Sliver, and we're going to play this track to represent it. This is Bad Seeds. Never too hard 
album Gold and Sliver, produced by Andreas Dalbeck, came out on March 1st of 2019. That was the Backyard Babies with Bad Seeds. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I definitely had this list finalized prior to a few weeks ago. And I say that all being all qualified sounding because the next entry is number 64, and it's the now sadly the last studio album we'll ever get by Rush. This was their 19th studio album. Man, my brain just wants there to be an even 20 right there. But it was their 19th studio album called Clockwork Angels. Came out on June 12th of 2012. And a really cool, big sounding album. It's just a a good listen. Produced by Nick Raskulinix. There's that name again. Man, this guy's killing it this decade. He might get Producer of the Year Award at the end of it all. Uh, So you could go read up on the background of this album and people that even know Rush just a little bit, just a little bit about him, they would probably be surprised to know that Rush only considers this album to be the only conceptual album they ever did. People like to think that 2112 and Caress of Steel are concept albums or not. This one actually is. It's got a full story that goes with it, and you can read up on it. As the only time they committed to a concept album. Go figure, right? But yeah, I mean, hell, it's their last album. I think they went out on a great note. Super solid. Uh, And like I said, with that guy Nick Raskulinix producing it, sounds great once again. Uh, It's hard to pick a song to play on here, but I'm going to go with this one. I keep going back to this one, and I believe this was the entry that Pete LaRussa played for the entry for this album on the I Am Vinyl podcast two-part tribute to Neil Peart. You should definitely go listen to that. Open up yourself to the world of Rush, and he will definitely shake your hand and bring you into that world in the best possible way. But until then, this is Rush with Carnies. Let's <laughs> go. 
right, there you go. Rush with Carnies from their last album, Clockwork Angels. So sad to say it that way. And uh, massive respect and all the love to Neil Peart. Of course, with Getty and Alex, I'm sure they will never get over that. But uh, we thank you for the music, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, moving on to something a little more lighthearted. Number 63, a uh, guy that, you know, myself and my wife, we discovered this guy over the last few years. Another discovery via, you know, the Underground Garage channel on Sirius XM. This guy named Kurt Baker and the Kurt Baker Combo. Just makes really cool traditional rock albums. If you're a fan of the early, early, early initial albums by like Joe Jackson and the early initial albums by Elvis Costello, Graham Parker, People like that. You kind of understand. Nick Lowe, that kind of singer-songwriter guy, but with a little edge to it. And just makes great power pop records. You definitely want to get down with Kurt Baker. Dude from Portland, Maine, who mainly works with, uh, the, I think the Kurt Baker combo is all guys from Spain. Just goes to show you where the where rock and roll is. It's definitely not so much in America. It's overseas. You know, Spain, Europe, that kind of a conglomerate. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad it's somewhere at least. I'm glad it didn't just drop off of the face of the earth. Uh, and I'm glad somebody like Kurt Baker and the Kurt Baker Combo are, you know, keeping that flame going. So check out their records. Uh, this one's from the album In Orbit. Comes in at number 63 in our top 100. In uh, an album full of fun, great tracks, this is my current favorite. This is All For You.
Ride, Kurt Banger Combo, with All For You from the album In Orbit. That came out on October 28th of 2016, produced by Kurt Baker and Jorge Coldan. Hope you enjoyed that. Now we're going to get to number 62. We got two more songs left on this part, our part four of the top 100 albums of the decade. And this one right here, this one's a band that most people haven't heard of, and I don't say that to sound snobby. They just, uh, it's, it's unfortunate because this is a band that was out of the ashes of another rock band that should have been huge. Talking about the band Damone. And out of the ashes of that came a band this decade called The Organ Beats uh, with the same woman, Noelle, on uh, lead vocals there. And, you know, there's so much potential with a band like this and a sound like this, and it's a damn shame that they didn't get picked up, you know, by maybe even like a small indie label that has some distribution or something. But, like, even just a physical copy of this is hard to get, and that should not be a thing. And, you know, I should have been able to see them live in my town. Like, this is a quality band. And so you should definitely look them up. And any way you can support them, do it. Make some people take notice. Make some bookers take notice. Because they definitely deliver the goods. And so to prove all that right now, I'm going to play you this song from the Organ Beats album, their debut album, called Golden Heart. This is the title track, Golden Heart. Check it out. Bye. 
Yeah, about the only nitpick I could possibly give that. And I don't like to be one of those guys. Uh, the ones you see out and about online, the know-it-alls and everything, that complain about production. But I have a little bit of a gripe about the production on that, is that you cannot hear a lot of what she's singing. And she's singing clearly, but just the mix is just not working with her vocals and the guitars and everything everything sounds big and epic and i dig that i love the big rock sound but i, I need those vocals to be up a little bit more that's so that's the only thing so if, if a really cool like big indie label or even like a big major label picks us up they should definitely remix the album a little bit put it out there in physical form that would be nice but i, I just i really do keep going back to this album and despite the production uh, criticism i might have i still like listening to it and that's very important as well. You know, I even have a degree in producing and engineering, and I don't go on Facebook and Twitter and bitch about the production half the time. Oh, it's fucking brick walled. Or, you know what? Most people don't really give a shit. And I think it's one of those things that we, we know too much now. We know too much about the production and everything. People that are that nerdy about it, they know the producer and the engineer, and they know them to have done that before, and they have their mind made up about it already before it comes out. And that's just how I feel. So fucking stop taking the fun out of rock and roll. It's supposed to be fucking fun get over yourself and get over it maybe find something else maybe this isn't your thing <sighs> all right last song here i'm gonna go out on a fun upbeat note here uh with a band definitely one of the best live bands you could go see i've seen them multiple times most of them with nola this is one of her favorite bands as well i'm not gonna front uh this is their fourth studio album they should have more studio albums for sure they just uh they took most of the decade off as recording artists but they definitely didn't stop touring so that's cool i realize when you make these records you have to make time for one of the members uh but yeah I say all that to tell you it's going to be the Eagles of Death Metal and their fourth album Zippered Down it's a lot of fun one of the best album covers of the whole decade I'll say it again all these great album covers and they're sh still kind of shitty dude like but anyway uh, this album came out on October 12th of 2015 and uh, yeah one of the more interesting facts I found out about this album is that I, I think this was actually the songs that were recycled from Jesse Hughes's solo album and there, there's actually a few of those if you didn't hear the Boots Electric album Honky Kong then you'll know that like three of these songs were songs from that album that were just re-recorded by the Eagles of Death Metal including of course Jesse being the vocalist so that being said uh, the guy that co-wrote a lot of those songs with him on the solo album was a guy named Money Mark Ramos Nishida yeah that's his whole name well some of his is a nickname but Money Mark from the Beast boys yeah that guy came in during the check your head session and was with the band the entire time after that but yeah money mark co-wrote those songs with jesse and they made it on the eagles of death metal album and i think that's really cool i think he even plays a little bit on the album as well but uh there you go that was my fun fact that i found out about this record uh produced by josh hame of course the drummer of eagles of death metal and of course from queens of the stone age it's hard to beat those first two albums but i think this one was better than the third album at least Enough to make the top 100 list. Coming in at number 61, our, our final song of the evening. This is the Eagles of Death Metal with Complexity.
by closing off this part, part four of the top 100 official Rock Strikes 10 albums of the decade. That was the Eagles of Death Metal with Complexity. That was one of the songs recycled from the Honky Kong album, which also did come out this decade. Unfortunately, it didn't score as high. Fun record, though. If you like Eagles of Death Metal, I would definitely recommend it. That's like some extra level fan stuff right there. But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this entire show, and I hope you've been following along since either forever, since episode one, or maybe just part one of the top 100 albums. I appreciate it no matter what, and uh, please join me out there. And to do the plugs, I'm going to send this along over to my better half, Nola. Take it away, Nola, and I'll see you guys later. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cat Willow an extra treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. <laughs>